Hey there, I'm Kimberly Hayes Day Moga. And I'm Amanda Day. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to the first season of the Fundraising Heyday Podcast. We are a dynamic duo bringing you insight and knowledge into the ever-evolving world of grants, development, and fundraising. Full disclosure, we're Southern. We are. You may hear y'all. It happens. Hmm. This season is brought to you by our generous sponsor, Grant Writing USA. Grant Writing USA delivers training programs across America that dramatically enhance performance in the areas of grant writing, grants management, and grant maker research. They have coached, trained, and consulted for nearly 15,000 top-ranked organizations and more than 25,000 individual achievers from every imaginable domain, leaders of government, philanthropists, academics, outstanding nonprofit managers, top-performing staffers, just your everyday heroes. Full disclosure, again, when we're not entertaining you, we hope, with our podcasting adventures, we are trainers for Grant Writing USA. At the end of this episode and throughout Season 1, we will be sure to let you know about upcoming offers at Grant Writing USA just for our listeners of Fundraising Heyday. So today we are talking about real-world reporting as opposed to fake-world reporting. <laughs> but really what I mean by that is all grants have some sort of report associated with them, and we live and work in the real world where things happen, and we're just going to hold your hand and walk you through this process yes. together. As uh, you might imagine, the scope and timing of reports will vary from funder to funder, whether it's a government or public funding uh, with a lot of associated reporting out and requirements, or whether it's a small family foundation that just needs a letter and a picture. But the bottom line is the same. It's all about accountability and building those partnerships for future funding to do more good. Yes, absolutely. So let's start with the why of reporting. Why? Why? Because, you know, everyone loves... Can't you just report. give us the check and leave us alone, funder? Yeah, yeah. isn't it free money, Amanda? Right? <laughs> That's what everybody seems to think. So here's the deal. Reporting ensures that you are legally okay, because if you think back to other episodes or just your own grant writing experiences or those of your friends, you know there's a grant agreement. And if both parties sign it, it's kind of could be possibly legally binding or at least... If it's messed up in any way on your behalf, it could keep you from getting further funding. Absolutely. So you want to do the right thing because you signed a form that said you were going to do the right thing. Also, ethically, um, it's always a good practice to do what you said you would do. Just let what that a novel idea cinch up. You said you were serving five hundred people, and by gosh, you served five hundred people or you, whales. Or you said you were going to buy that fishing boat to go out and look at those whales. Let's make sure that you did that. And what's a great way to do it? Send in a report with an invoice and maybe a whiff of sea spray and uh, maybe a photo or some... By the sounds. way, I don't think there's a grant for your whale-watching adventure, but I get where you're going All with right, that example. fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> don't add us with, we need a boat now to go look at whales because we can't help you. Again, as I said, reports can open the door to increased funding in the future if... Yes. And well, this will come up later, and it's come up in other podcasts, and it's going to come up in your world, too. But turning in reports doesn't mean that you say everything was perfect when it wasn't. Yeah. And sometimes the best partnerships can build between you and a funder um, when you are telling the truth about what happened and how you can work together to make things better in the future. Absolutely. Most importantly, my dude, it is required. <laughs> you know, we can dance all around this, but yeah, it is required some way, shape, or form. So, Amanda... 
What are some things to do when you are preparing for a report? Well, first of all, hopefully you're not blindly applying for applications <laughs> and not thinking ahead to the actual management side of things. I always tell people writing the grant, step one, mm. management it's a whole other deal and sometimes much more complicated than even the writing can be. Um, so you want to know, that's part of your homework on the front end, mm-hmm. thinking is the money you're going to get from that funder, is it worth all the effort required on the back end? Because let me tell you, I've seen some grants that, you know, you can get $10,000, which is a great amount of money to do some fabulous things in your communities, but you start realizing the amount of reports and the hoops and the things that they want. And you're like, you know what? it may cost us more than $10,000 because of all the extra stuff we have to do to be able to report back to our funder. Like if you have to hire a person and pay them $30,000 to work three-quarter time to work on exactly. that Exactly. Then it's it's just not worth it. So you need to start preparing for reports when you're doing, when you're reading that request for proposal. And good RFPs are going to tell you what the reporting requirements are going to be. And if they don't, that's another instance of call your funder mm-hmm. and ask those questions. So you want to make sure that burden is worth it on the front end. So after the award, assuming you've done all those good things that Amanda just talked to you about, you need to reconvene your grants team and decide who is tracking the outcomes, how are they tracking the outcomes, how are they getting that information to you? Who's signing off on those invoices and sending them to finance and making sure it's expensed out to the grant? That's all the stuff that doesn't sound very fun or exciting or glamorous. Because, hey, after all, you are a hero. You just got that money, yeah. right? But, Kimberly, step back a minute. You mentioned grant team. I've always been the loan grants administrator, and Girl. that's how a lot of people are. So when you say grants team, who are you talking about? Such a good question, Amanda. <laughs> I, too, was the only person in my organization for quite a while in at least two of the places where I've worked. I was the grants team, it Mm -hmm. me, but actually that's not true. The grants team would be, as I put them together, someone from finance, someone from the program that's being funded, Mm -hmm. perhaps a person who's being served. It kind of depends on where you're going and the kind of information. Could also be someone from the marketing team that's going to help you gather those stories to tell that information. Okay, good point. So just having everybody coming around the table and it's like, Here's when the report's due. Here's the information that we said we were going to do, right? Because I'm assuming that you've already gotten the stack hands from everyone ahead of time. So after the award, maybe it's the restacking of hands, the coming together, the kumbaya moment. Reminding everybody, hey, remember we talked about all this? (laughs) We got the grant. Now we got to do it, right? And here's how we're going to do it. And here's who is going to do it and when. Because Mm -hmm. why? Because we have to report on it. Of course, the bigger why is because we want to do what we say we're going to do. But reporting is the way that that happens. Yes. And can't stress enough on the management side of things how the finance team needs to be your BFF. You should be best friends forever with them. So they can help track the money you're spending and making sure the funder's paying you for that if it's on a reimbursement basis. And there's just so many things that funder or finance team members can help you with. And so you definitely want to get them as part of the team from the beginning of things. They can help with reports. And the reason we keep saying you, 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 it is our opinion that you're not delivering the program. You're not entering the 
general ledger amounts and tracking, but you are driving that report car. Yes. And usually a report car or a grant car ultimately has one driver, and that driver is you, my friend. Yes. So it's on You're you. sending all those friendly emails telling people things like, hey, reminder of reports due, or hey, reminder, money needs to be spent, and don't forget there's this big event. So yeah, other people are doing, but you, you're you're gently reminding and sometimes shoving <laughs> if necessary to make things happen. And sometimes you might be reminding yourself, right? Because life happens. Yes. So it's always a good idea after you finish celebrating, yay, we got the money, what? Our team is together. We are awesome. We're going to do these great things and serve our community. Take a moment, update your calendar. I don't care if it's a paper calendar. I don't care if it's a chisel and a slab of stone. I don't care if it's Google <laughs> or whatever. But please do yourself a favor and track out when those reports are due and then backtrack and build in time so that you have time to drive that report car. And I will tell you, that's one thing. We talked earlier about fudging due dates. That's one of the things <laughs> on reports. It was an earlier podcast. Yes, it was. We, you know, if I've got a report, say that's due on the 10th of every month, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not telling my program people that's when it's due. I tell them, hey, I need this data from you by the 30th of the month. That way I've got a week or two, again, to remind them because mm-hmm. things don't always get turned in on time and give me time to collect that data and massage it and do what I need to do and make it pretty and submit it to my funder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, document stuff, but make sure you get it in the right amount of time. Another great reason to back it up and let people in on your deadline, not necessarily the report deadline, is that life happens and you may need to make some changes in particularly around expenses, how people are spending down um, Mm -hmm. the grant funding that they receive. It may be that the money was spent, but maybe it just wasn't the little invoice didn't make its way through your system into the right entry in the general ledger because maybe it wasn't coded correctly. And it happens. Could have been you bought that truck, but it doesn't show up in the finance reports. Well, the truck is out there. I don't think anybody stole the truck. However, it just may not have been, oh, we need to put that invoice in here, over here, and make it all work out. Sometimes it's as easy as that. Yes. Sometimes it's more like, hey, you didn't buy the truck, did you? Because there's a big truck-shaped hole in the parking lot (laughs) where that truck is supposed to be. Then it's time to particularly if it's a final report, but certainly very, very important if it's an interim report to just yes. get out there and go, hey, you need to buy that truck. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not that people don't want to do what they say they're going to do, but they're usually tasked they're with so many other things, yeah. right? Right. Yep. So you're driving that report car. You are driving that car, not card, because that's something <laughs> else, but thing. car, like vroom, vroom. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of things that can happen that may seem like good things for a report, but they're actually not necessarily. And one of them is when the money doesn't get spent because maybe someone is trying to save money and not spend all the money. Yeah. So here's the tricky thing. When you write for a grant, for a restricted amount, you give it your best guess estimate of how much things are going to cost, right? Yes. You really need to stick with that estimate. And if something happens, even in a good way, if you got money to buy a truck, but then a local dealership donated that truck, you have to report that out and then do what can be called a redirect to go, which is a a process that can be informal or not, where you, depending on your funder, where you go back to the funder and say, 
And a great time to talk about this, by the way, is during a report. Hey, guess what? We actually got the dealership to donate the truck. How you... amazing is Yay! that? Is it possible to put that a portion of that $50,000 toward maintenance on the truck or transportation costs? Or we also need a, a smaller car for our own site yeah. visits. Would that be possible? Well, we realized, hey, if we had a trailer, we could haul yes. more of this. And yes. so, yeah, can we redirect that money? As long as you redirect it for the same program and purpose, funders are usually pretty amenable to those types of changes. But guess what you have to do? get permission. Which means you have to ask, which means you have to talk about it. Another example could be um, the person who was carrying out the outcomes portion or the tracking of that left the agency and maybe you're a little behind. Let's say it's an interim report for that grant and it's due in two weeks and you're missing the last month and a half of data and Mm -hmm. you don't see how you're going to get it. Here's a great time to do a couple of different things depending on your relationship with the funder. One is you got to go ahead and do that report. But another way to do that would be to do the report, address the the shortcoming, hey, this person left, or maybe the person was unexpectedly ill, Mm -hmm. and we're taking steps to, we're training a new person there, so we'll be able to provide the last month's data in about another six weeks, and we'll email it to you, but in the meantime, here's the interim report, da-da-da-da-da, track, track, track. So you're still doing, you're moving something forward, you're just not cutting off all communication. Yeah. I've got a quick example of like things gone horribly wrong where, and I didn't even wait till the report. I went ahead and picked up the phone and called the funder because it was so bad that I was like, I don't want to list this on a report. I mean, I I know I need to, but long story short, we had received money through the United States Tennis Association. They had a grant program to help bring tennis to underserved populations. And so we were offering some free Spanish speaking tennis lessons. Oh, I remember. It's a good story, y'all. And so anyway, we get the grant, we get everything set up, we advertise, we buy the equipment, everything we need. We hire the tennis instructor who can speak Spanish and we're super excited about it. It's about time for class to start. So I call one of our park and rec folks and said, Hey, I know class is starting soon. I've got a report due in a few weeks. How many kids do we have signed up to take this (gasps) class? And how many were there? Yeah, none. Zero. Zero in Spanish. Yeah. Zero. It's, yeah, none. It was sad. Anyway, I was like, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to sit on my hands for three weeks and then mm, submit that enough. report that basically says we sucked big time. Um, so <laughs> I went in and called up the funder, my contact, and told him what was going on and apologizing profusely. And I'm like, you know, the good news is we really haven't spent that much money. So if we need to pay you back, okay. I fully expected them to say, yeah, we want all our money back because, hello, you failed miserably. But you know what that funder, she was like, you know what? We want you to be successful. It, and so, right, yes, right. which I would, it was such a breath of fresh air. <sighs> like, oh, so nice that you really feel that way. Um, but anyway, they gave us more time because clearly our issue was marketing, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. If no one signed up, I don't. We know we have the people, so they went ahead, extended our program, delayed our report, gave us more time, and we quickly figured out that our advertising the class in our English speaking quarterly park oh, and rec was, guide was an English only. Yeah, that was probably mm-hmm. not the best place to reach our target mm-hmm. population. So we redid flyers in Spanish, took them to the schools where the kids go to school. They took it home to their parents, and suddenly we have a very successful class. So Aww. my my report actually was able 
able to be hey success. And I, I did speak about you know how we had to redo it, and here's right, here's what right, we learned right. from it, which is great. But yeah, reports are a great way to keep your funder informed, but also don't be afraid to just call them and pick up the phone too. I think that's a really good point. I'm yes. glad you I'm glad you shared that. I think too, you reporting. Yes, it's a necessary thing. Yes, my dude, it's required. Yes, yes, yes. But as Amanda just illustrated, it can also be an opportunity to make the program better, Better. to have a change that will ultimately serve more people, do more good serve. Do you like that serve Serve. tennis? Are you Uh feeling? I'm feeling the love. (laughs) Free of charge, free of charge. (laughs) I'll be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, it's a great, it can be a great catalyst, much as uh, preparing a grant application. It can be a great catalyst for an organization to come together and see what really works. Exactly. Um, And I love how the funder was like, hey, thanks. Yeah, we want you you to do this program. Mm -hmm. Now, the funder could have said, y'all bunch of scallywags, give that money back. (laughs) And you know yes. what? That's just what you have to do. Well, you know? that would have been a failure on our part. So another example of kind of a what not to do is, mm-hmm. is when you ha- are dealing with federal grants, there's this dreaded word called and supplanting. Also, maybe state grants as well. But um, totally federal. I totally yeah, get where you're I think coming it's from. mostly federal. Carry on. Where basically the federal government says, yes, we are happy to give you grant money, but it can't be for things that you're already doing or that you're legally required by law to do. So a good example of supplanting would be your police department has 50 officers and there's a cops grant where you can hire additional police officers. So you write a grant for five. Guess what? That means you now have 55 police officers on your staff. You don't get to go, great, we really only need 50, so we're going to use the grant for our five. We're just going to pay for 45, so we're back to our original 50. And that money we were using to pay for five officers is going to go to hire a couple of firefighters. Mm -hmm. We need a park and rec tech guy. You know, our city manager needs a bit of a raise. Mm -hmm. He's been here a while. That's supplanting when you're taking that money, using federal grant dollars to pay for things that you are already paying for. And it could be for positions or equipment and those kinds of things. So just be very careful. That's part of the reporting process is making sure you're letting your funder know that you are doing Mm -hmm. either something brand new or you are expanding existing programs to make sure you're you're being very clear that you're not supplanting. And rules around supplanting are a little different for private funders and corporate Mm -hmm. funders. It's not this cut and dried, hard and fast rule. Um, I've been in situations where, for example, we've asked for $30,000 to provide financial aid and we only got 15, mm-hmm. but the family that would have gotten, or families that would have gotten the other money, it's not like, well, we didn't get the grant, you're out of here. So it, we covered it from um, general operating and then we were looking for funding for the additional 15. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yes. So we were going to provide that service. We thought it was fully funded. We covered it with our general operating until we could find further funding. Gotcha. So yeah. it's a little it's a little bit different, but I think it all comes down to communication and the yes. reporting process and the grant application process and just overall. Another important aspect of reporting that often gets left till the last minute ask me how I know, is um, telling stories. You know, storytelling is a big thing now. It's almost its own little meme and grant and development culture, you know, and there there are all sorts of books and webinars and whole conferences about storytelling. And And there's a storytelling conference that I know some grant people come to. Yeah, it's a thing. And I'm not belittling that. I'm just saying it's a thing. And I think it is a thing because it is very effective. Yes. And... If you are used to writing grants or you're deep into federal grant management, 
You may not have had the opportunity to explore the idea of reporting or even grant writing through using stories as examples. And something that can be a very important part of grant reporting, which is often maybe left to the last minute, again, ask me, and can really make a big impact is using stories. And there are a lot of funders that'll say, oh, tell us your success stories in the last quarter, if you're doing quarterly Mm -hmm. reports. Sometimes in the past for someone whose name was Skim, Skimberly Hayes de Muga, um, (laughs) it was often like, oh my God, let me see. Let me go talk to somebody really quick and snap a picture and oh, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, hey, wait a minute, you're going about it the wrong way. So I worked with and will continue to work with the marketing and and social media folks who are gathering stories anyway. What a great way to gather stories. And you can kind of direct that. If you were looking for that financial aid, why not find a financial aid or suggest a financial aid story or family? Then someone else is getting that story and Mm -hmm. you're adapting it to fit the constraints of the report. Obviously, if you're going to use pictures, videos, things in posts, blogs, vlogs, testimonials, any kind of marketing content. If there wasn't permission gathered for that in a grant report, it's always nice to ask permission. Hey, do you think it'd be okay if we use this again? It's a very limited audience. Not going to call you out by name. Just want to tell your story. I've never gotten turned down for that, especially Mm -hmm. when you point out it could help us get more money in the future. Yeah. Make sure when you're doing all this magnificent storytelling that you're doing it in a way that matches the format of your report that's set by the donor. And how do you know the format for the report, Amanda? They tell you. They tell you when you read it. Also, site visits. This can be something uh, we address site visits in another podcast, but telling stories, having those on-the-spot testimonials can also be super helpful in site visits. And you can recycle information. It's okay. Just not to the same funder in the same way, but I have used the same story for different funders who were funding the same aspect of that program. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that because a good story is a good story. In closing, the thing to remember is that reporting really can be your friend. Really? Um, Yes, it it can. Because I always tell people good grant management equals the higher possibility Mm -hmm. of future funding. Because if you manage a grant well your funder's going to like you and they're going to be more apt to want to give you more money in the future and maybe tell their other funder friends, oh my gosh, it's so easy to work with such and such organization. So you want to continue to do that. Because on the flip side, bad grant management, you can end up Girl, on all they kinds. Talk. They, they talk. talk. You could end up, you know, if it's a federal grant, you could be suspended or debarred from grants. <gasps> your grant can be terminated. Dun, all dun, of these dun. things. Yeah, so... We want good grant management, and, and good reporting is an aspect of that good grant management. And I also think, too, you know, like Kimberly mentioned, especially the storytelling, not only is that helpful within that grant mm-hmm. you're, that you're doing, like, hey, reporting, hey, here's an, a, a perfect example of how, why we do this. That story is probably a good thing to include the next time you write a grant application to be able to talk about this is why this program is success are is is needed sure. in our community. Let me give you an example. And so those are the kinds of things you're hanging on to for future grant applications. Again, to, you can use it just to send to other funders. There's nothing wrong with True that. that. So True that. reporting, while it may seem tedious, while it may seem like, oh my gosh, another report every mm-hmm. month. Oh, why do they want to know? Guess what? It's their money. That's why they want to know. Just like 
like, you know, you give your kids $50 to go to dinner and a movie. Don't you want to know that, hey, you got any money left over to give back to me? And what exactly did you do? Oh, yeah. And, what kind of restaurant are you going yeah, to? Yeah. Where you, where'd you go? What'd Although, you do? if they just went to the movie and just got popcorn and a Coke, it could this actually is, be $75. This is so. true. But again, it's just when, when you give your money to somebody, you want to know where true it that. went. True that. Um, and funders are the same way. So reporting is very, very important. So don't mess up. Try not to mess it up. Yep. So again, we'd like to thank our Season 1 sponsor, Grant Writing USA. If you are interested in learning more about grant writing and grant management, visit their website at grantwritingusa.com and check out their two-day courses taught in all 50 states. For special discounts, just for our listeners of Fundraising Heyday, go to grantwritingusa.com backslash podcast. That's right. We kept teasing special offers, and we now have the webpage for you, so you definitely want to go and check it out. Behold, it arriveth. (laughs) Remember, there is no specific college degree in grant writing or fundraising, but there are a lot of good people with experience to share, training programs, and other ways to learn. We'd love for this podcast to be one of your favorite ways to learn. Yes, we would. So stay tuned for upcoming episodes this season, including the next one about a grant writer's favorite, maybe not so favorite topic. Woohoo! Budgets. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye.